You're listening to the Manaverse Podcast with your host, Tom Traplin, and this is session number 78. All right, so let's jump in. This is the podcast where we talk about building profitable and successful game businesses, and today we're going to talk about Magic Arena and Magic Online and uh, some of the impacts that are going on with the uh, the digital version of Magic and what Wizards is doing and some of the issues that are coming up. So recently, uh, an article was published on uh, Channel Fireball by uh, a man named Florian Cook, I'm guessing. And uh, the title is MTG Arena is Killing Magic Online. And this, it's funny because the reason that I wanted to talk about this was I was recently having a conversation with a store owner about this exact same topic only a couple of days ago. The question he was asking me do, was, do you think Wizards is planning a, on shutting down Magic Online? And uh, we did an episode of the podcast uh, a long time ago, back when Magic Arena was, or MTG Arena, was uh, still just, you know, a rumor in the, uh, the mist. At the time, we were discussing, it was, they were referring it to as Magic Digital Next. They still hadn't uh, quite decided what that looked like, but uh, what Wizards was planning, what they were intending, the way they announced it was that they wanted to have a continuum of digital offerings. So nobody really knew what that looked like, but once Arena was, uh, was announced, uh, it, they basically wanted uh, Arena to fit into the, the space where Magic Duels used to sit. And that was essentially, it's the entry point for new players to come into the game who maybe never played before and are more comfortable playing on uh, a tablet or playing online or playing on a computer rather than playing with uh, the physical cards. So they discontinued duels quite a, a little while ago and Arena is supposed to fill that gap. Now, the way that they stated it, and I think they had to do it this way, I don't think they could have done it really any other way without really causing a lot of problems right off the bat, was they wanted to make it so that Magic Online was going to be... Uh, run concurrently and it was going to fill the space of competitive players and above so if you wanted to play modern and legacy and vintage and uh, you know online ptqs and that kind of thing magical on magic online was still your place to go that's the way that they phrased uh, they framed the situation and mtg arena was supposed to be for newer players who just want to get into the game and and uh, approach things differently but so I'm just going to read through parts of this article that I think are very interesting, and we're going to talk about how it's going to impact uh, business in general. So uh, so there's an article, there's a website called Pure MTGO, completely focused on uh, the MTG online uh, economy and the situations, uh, the issues approaching, or the issues that... Uh, Magic Online players have had to deal with pretty much since its inception. And if for those of you who've never really dabbled on Magic Online, I know you were all pretty busy uh, running your own businesses and living your own lives, a lot of you probably did not really get into Magic Online. It was launched many years ago. I think it was 2005. I think that's what he says at the beginning. Quite a while ago, the first version of Magic Online originally came out. And when it came out, it was... It was a very exciting product. It was something that had never really been done before because replicating magic, you know, the, the total complexity of all the cards and the game and everything like that in a uh, digital format was, it's very difficult. Like just imagine all the different rule sets and the, the different effects. And like the fact that they did it, did it reasonably well was uh, generally pretty impressive, even if it was pretty basic at the time. But they launched it a long time ago 
and it's since gone through many different iterations. It went uh, to version 2, then version 3, then version 4 in the last, uh, I think it was 2012 or 2015, something like that. But every time MTGO moved to the next stage, there was always glitches, it was it was very or unstable, there was a lot of problems, and there was a huge outcry by the community of players, and it was really frustrating for the most part. But the game itself, uh, Magic Online, tried to faithfully recreate Magic in a digital format, with everything that comes with. So, essentially, Wizards made a platform that convinced players to buy cards twice. So you could you buy the deck in on paper, so you could play it with your friends in the store, that kind of thing. But they also made it so that you could pay you could pay for digital versions of those exact same cards and play them online. Uh, the price of those cards and the price of a card versus uh, physical versus digital has always been uh, less on digital, but not insignificantly less. Usually, uh, something where the card was worth between like fifty percent and seventy five percent of what the paper value of, of the card was. So this uh, article talks about how this is the the history of MTGO and like the uh, the way the economy bloomed. It was it's a re very well written article. It's a nice history on the the program itself. But the thing I want to point out is specifically there's a an article on on pure MTGO called State of the Program that's been written for a long long time. And the guy who writes the article gets data from a lot of the bot chains on Magic Online, and bots are basically the uh, the backbone of the economy. They allow players to uh, sell their boosters and sell their cards so that they can keep trading, keep, keep drafting, and getting uh, ticks to keep playing in the events. But he gets the information from these bots, and the way that this article frames it is that there is a certain number that whatever costs you to buy a playset of every single card that's in the system, that's online, that is a good metric as like an index of what the economy is like for MTG online. So, and if the economy falls out, the bottom of the economy falls out online, that's a big problem. So they've been trying to make sure that the values kind of stayed relatively steadily. But this article points out that since its inception, uh, Magic Online has dropped precipitously. The value of a playset of every card online has dropped considerably. So... The total amount he believe he claims is the complete playset went for about $29,000. So if you wanted four of every single card on Magic Online, you have to spend about $29,000. It's a pretty high price point when you think about the fact that you do not own any of these cards. They're completely uh, wizard's property, according to their terms of use. And they're uh, essentially, there's there's nothing there. There's no guarantee that these are, uh, you know, like a tangible investment that you get to hang on to. So $29,000, that's what the, the price was as of... Uh, the beginning of 2016. So what's interesting, though, is that, as he says, as of last Friday, this being uh, early December 2018, the value of the playset of MTGO has declined to $13,850, just about half of what it was a little more than two years ago. So that is an indication that the economy, the value of those cards is is declining. And there's a, there's a very tight... Uh, ratio between supply and demand online so when cards again uh, we talked about before how magic in real life paper cards it's a pretty efficient market you can buy and sell there's lots of stores to sell to there's lots of stores that are selling online makes it pretty rapid like places like ebay and tcg player make it a, a pretty quick uh, mechanism for finding the 
market price of a card and it goes up and down and and uh, the market basically determines the price pretty rapidly. It, it hit, lands on its uh, optimal price pretty quickly. It's even faster on Magic Online. It can fluctuate pretty rapidly. So there were very there were a lot of instances where you could make a very quick uh, quick ROI on your investment if you were paying attention to during the pro tour. So if you saw hey there was a uh, you know one particular deck that was the breakout deck for that particular pro tour, you could go online. You could buy cards from the bots at whatever the price of those cards were at the time. And within an hour of the Pro Tour, you know, broadcasting, within those couple of hours over the course of the day, those prices would start to rapidly rise because you could, you know, one person with a reasonable budget could actually directly affect the economy online. They could actually affect the supply of a particular card by buying out all the bots. And you can actually drive the prices up and then sell them back for a, uh, a nice tidy sum as the, you know, the supply went down, demand was seen as going up. So bot prices run on an algorithm a lot of the times and they would automatically update that, hey, we're sold out of these cards, raise the ticket price so that when you uh, restock, you're not, you're not losing value. So as you buy these cards out, you're, dri you're literally artificially driving the price up, sort of, because technically that's kind of like what the market's doing. It's pushing the price up. So there was, there's lots of issues with the Magic Online uh, economy. But what appears to be the case, and what relates to the question we were exploring before, is do you think Wizards is planning on shutting down Magic Online? When they announced Arena, I thought it was interesting, I, understandable but interesting, that they said Magic Online was going to run concurrently. They were going to keep it going, they were going to spend all the development resources on maintaining the servers and make sure everything runs right alongside Arena. And again, if you haven't played Arena, Arena is actually a pretty good experience. It's still in the early stages of the game. There's still a lot of features that are missing. It's still uh, it's considered open beta right now. So anyone can join. Anyone can create an account and download the application. But the model for Arena is just superior. And the experience is just superior. The gameplay itself is much, much better than anything that Magic Online has ever been able to offer. It's just it's nicer, the graphics are better, the uh, the effects are more interesting. The game itself is actually interesting to watch, which is a big a big point of the point of its uh, on its favor. So, why would Wizards want to maintain the two programs simultaneously? It doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? Why not just migrate one to the other? Well, Arena again. Arena was meant to fill this particular niche of new players, casual players who were just getting into the game and just getting started. Also, the economy on the game is very different. It's much more of the, uh, the what they refer to as freemium, uh, freemium software. So Magic Online was a faithful representation of everything that Magic was. It's just digital format. And that went with the, the, the economy as well, right? The value of cards, you buy booster packs, and the booster packs on the store were basically the same price as they were in real life. You'd buy tickets to play in events, and the price of a draft was roughly the same as it would cost to draft in real life. So there was a very close tie to the real-life value of cards. And then uh, also Magic Online comes, uh, they have a redemption uh, program where it's part of the ways that they take cards out of the system where you can redeem standard legal sets. If you have a playset, well, yeah, if you have one of every card, you don't need a playset, but if you have one of every card in a particular set, you can redeem it online for a physical copy of one of every card of that set. You pay the shipping and handling, and I think there's a 15 or $10 fee or something like that to, to do the transaction. 
And they do that to try and maintain, uh, to put a little bit of friction into the environment so that not everyone just drains the program of cards. But that is a, uh, that's a valve that uh, wizards can use to maintain the, uh, the supply and demand in the format, in the, in the economy online. That doesn't exist in Arena. So Magic Online, very tied to physical cards, very tied to the existing model of what Magic is all about. Whereas Arena is much more like Hearthstone. You can play Arena for free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can you could play endlessly there forever without spending a dime. They do have options for uh, you can purchase in-game currency, which they call gems, and that allows you to draft. Uh, you know, you can draft. You can buy packs with it. You can do pretty much anything uh, economically with it. You can buy items, and that's their way of uh, you know monetizing. That's their way of, of generating uh, some revenue out of this game. It's the microtransaction version of the game. But you can play it for free, which is one of the uh, the most appealing aspects of the fact that it is a, it's available for casual players who don't want to don't necessarily have any money to spend on the game like at the moment or don't want to spend as much money as they might otherwise. It also gets away from the fact that you'd spend you'd spend money on your collection twice. So if a player was playing arena, they could do it for free and then they could maintain a physical collection exactly the same way they would. So Again, to go back to the question, do you think Wizards is planning on shutting down Magic Online? Personally, I think what's going to happen is they are going to uh, put it off for as long as possible. And ultimately, the people who have invested into Magic Online are going to suffer the most. And this is essentially what this article is also arguing, is that the value of Magic Online has steadily dropped for a couple of years. So it's not it's it's happened before like it's not just magic arena that's really causing the uh, the issues although arena is definitely accelerating the problem there've been a lot of issues with magic online for since its inception but arena is a uh, it's a tangible threat it's a existential threat to magic online and the value of people's cards on magic online so what's going to happen what i predict if i can be speculative and uh, you know predict the future here what's going to happen is wizards they announced arena they did the only thing that they could do we're going to keep online open and it's going to stay it's going to stay online indefinitely we're going to respect it as its own format and it's going to be its own special thing for highly competitive players that's what it's going to be the only reason that they couldn't say hey we've got this new program it's called arena what we're going to do is we're going to uh shut down magic online because there's no real reason for us to maintain two programs and we're going to transition slowly it's going to take time but we're going to transition all of your like we're either going to give you some sort of reason to to shift over we're going to sh uh, change some cards over into the si other system but it's going to be magic arena that's going to be the future of magic online you know magic digital that's what it's going to be the reason that they didn't do this was because that would cause a like a panic in the Magic Online community, and that would be it's. I likened it a little bit to the the reserve list and the promise that they made with that. So, the fact that they made a, they made a bit of an oops at the beginning of the early Magic existence, and they reprinted a bunch of cards, and a lot of people who said that oh man, the value of my collection has gone down. I'm really upset. They made this promise that we're never going to reprint cards in that way ever again, and have since you know kind of they've stuck to it to their credit, but it's caused a lot of issues now because of that promise. In a lot of ways, Magic Online is the same thing. 
apparently, uh, in this article, they mentioned the fact that there was some interesting uh, provisions included in the uh, the Yule, the uh, terms of service. So, at the bottom it says, if you take a look at the charter provided, you can see that the bloodletting started right at the moment treasure chests were introduced. So that's really kind of uh, that's somewhat ancillary to this conversation. There were other issues that have driven down the prices of cards online, but says, interestingly, this was not at all supposed to happen. Back in the day, there was a provision in the Magic Online User Agreement, or whatever it was called back then, that specified wizards would only reprint an amount equal to 1% of the amount of product initially released for any given set. This was specifically there to build trust in Magic Online by ensuring that collections wouldn't become worthless overnight. I don't know when this provision was removed, but if you look at the, care, the current user agreement, you won't find that anywhere. And that's really interesting. It's also... There's a second part. He says, as an aside, for a long time, there was also a passage about how much time in advance wizards had to announce when they wanted to terminate Magic Online. So they included a clause as to when this thing was going to end, because it's not going to go on forever, obviously. But at some point, all on online games, the server becomes... Uh, maintaining the server just becomes a burden, and the, the player population, it doesn't make sense to keep maintaining it. So I believe Wizards was supposed to notify every user at least two years in advance. Well, what does the agree the user agreement say now? Wizards may change, modify, suspend, or discontinue any aspect of the game at any time. So at this point, what that basically means is Wizards could shut the servers down for Magic Online and walk away from it at any time, wiping out any value that anyone has ever put into the game. The fact that a lot of people have put in thousands of dollars and look at Magic Online as an investment in the same way that they saw their physical cards as an investment before Chronicles, before the reserve list, Wizards kind of has this, they're, they're back against the wall in the sense that they need to at least put up the face that they're respecting the value of Magic Online, that people have, uh, you know, this investment in these digital cards. And it's interesting at the same time because... Uh, essentially, Wizards has been turning a blind eye the entire time that the whole bot economy has existed. You're, technically, you're not allowed to make... You're not, you don't own any of these cards. You can't extract value from, uh, from the digital version of Magic Online because you don't own any of it. You don't own any of the in-game assets. So to sell them is, is against the terms of service. Wizards, for the most part, knows that the, the economy as it is is kind of their... If they were to... Uh, enforce that they would probably cause much more problems than they would really benefit from it so they've kind of had a bit of benevolent neglect on their part and just kind of let it just be because they know that's just the easiest way to do it and that's the established uh, order of the, the economy at the moment but at any time they could pull the plug and there's nothing that players could do about it but wizards isn't com isn't dumb and they wouldn't they're not going to just say hey magic arena is coming up we're turning magic online off in two years because if they did that that would cause like a massive panic and there would be a huge loss of just goodwill across the board right so what i'm going to expect what i expect and the way i think uh wizards is taking this is that they're just going to let it happen it's going to happen organically it's already starting to happen uh arena's only been available in open beta for something like six to eight weeks i believe and already there's a stark decline in the amount of value as measured by the uh, the economic value of those cards. So as you can see at the bottom of the graph, it's gone from where it was at to 18,000, I believe it looks like somewhere in the 18 to 17,000 range. And it's declined to 13,850. So that's a pretty steep drop 
in a very short length of time. What I predict is going to happen is that Wizards is going to ignore the problem. They're not going to state that there's an issue. They're going to let it naturally happen. As the value declines online, what essentially happens is there's no reason to draft because the, uh, the, the value of what you get out of the draft is going to decline as well because the cards that you get out of it aren't going to be worth as much and the packs that you win aren't going to be worth as much. So there's no real reason to play in events. And when events go, once events stop making sense, like there was a, an instance, I think two or three years ago, where the economy fell out again, the bottom of the economy fell out online, and nobody played in, in any of the events on, on Magic Online because the value wasn't there. You're just losing money every time you're doing it. So as long as, even if you won first place in a draft, you still lost value. Usually the promise is if you can win first or second, you can either break even or make a little bit of, a little bit of value off the event. When that promise is gone, no one plays in events anymore, which means there's uh, less reason to, to play the format. There's less reason to maintain a Magic Online account because if you can't play in events, what's the point? That's like the primary reason to, uh, to maintain a, a, a collection on Magic Online. There's no reason to without that. So once events start to decline and the number of events or the number of players on the system starts to decline, they start losing the network effects that really make Magic Online worthwhile, right? The only reason that Magic Online digital assets have any value at all is because of the fact that you can use them in events to potentially qualify for uh, the Pro Tour. They have online PTQs. And you can use them to generate actual real value, right? If you are a good Magic Online player and you have a, a reasonable collection, you can play constructed, you can draft, and you can win consistently. You can actually, what they refer to as go infinite. And there were a couple of people who you know, managed to start off their magic career as uh, Magic Online grinders, right? Like Brad Nelson comes to mind. Once you remove that, and it's impossible to go infinite anymore because the value starts to decline, then events decline, player base starts to, to walk away. That on its own would be bad enough. Arena exacerbates the problem because all these players are playing Magic Online, and they've got this other program that is vastly superior in virtually every way. The only thing that Magic Arena doesn't do better than Magic Online is the, uh, the availability of cards, right? Arena is only limited, at least right now, to standard. So it, that's as uh, when Open Beta was announced, they officially had just standard environment cards, the whole standard environment, that's all it is. So why would you play standard on Magic Online when you have this much better experience on Arena? It's, far better program it's more interesting there's way more opportunity in terms of streaming and things like that because it's actually interesting to watch so they've got this other offering right players will start to leave magic online gradually it'll be a slow decline like it's, it's pretty steady right now but it's, it's going to be a slow decline initially at, at first people will migrate their or their efforts they'll sell out of their collection most likely which will then, again, drive the price down because supply is going to go up. The demand for these cards is going to gradually decline. And they'll migrate naturally to Arena. And from there, they'll, you know, whatever dollars they'll spend or not spend will be spent on Arena. They won't invest or play Magic Online anymore. The only people who will commit and stick to Magic Online will be people who want to play Modern or uh, Legacy or Vintage or one of the specialty formats. Other than that, there's going to be nobody who wants to play Magic Online just because 
arena will be available. So what's going to happen is the, the organic decline and the natural decline in value as that occurs will cause more and more people. It'll be like an avalanche. It'll be one of those hockey stick graphs I would expect. So sometime in the next, it's hard to really gauge exactly when it's going to happen, but sometime in the next, uh, I don't know, let's say three to 12 months, give myself a pretty wide window to be right here. I think that's what's probably going to happen. Uh, the decline of value is going to push players out of Magic Online. They're going to migrate to Arena naturally. And then there will be a tipping point where the value declines so it'll it'll reach a particular number and that'll cause the panic. That'll cause the, the selling frenzy. You know, I guess it happens exactly the same way in the stock market. The uh, It's like a death spiral, right? So as soon as the price of a stock starts to decline, people are like, oh crap, I got to get out of this thing before it hits rock bottom. But then that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. As people sell, that just drives the price down faster, which then causes people to rapidly sell even more. So all of a sudden, it will hit that tipping point and everyone will just bail all at once. And the cards, the value of Magic Online will just drop from where it is now, 1350 It'll probably go down to 1000 bucks or something like that. 99% of the value from a couple of years ago will be wiped out. It'll be gone. That's my prediction. That's what I think is going to happen to Magic Online. And then once that occurs, once the crash happens, there won't be a huge reason to play Magic Online. There will probably be a bit of a resurgence, actually, as some players come back because, hey, you can buy into a modern collection for pennies on the dollar. That's probably a, a pretty good deal. And if you wanted to play modern, as long as that's the only way to do it, people are going to stick around for Magic Online to play modern and legacy and vintage. They're just going to do it at a fraction of the price. And the people who... <laughs> who didn't bail, who didn't exit the uh, the economy fast enough are going to be the ones who just lo lose all their value and they're just going to be out of, out of luck. Hopefully, what I uh, would expect is that the reason that Wizards announced Arena is not going to be doing anything more than just standard is because if they said, hey, Arena is eventually going to be exactly like Magic Online, it's going to cover, it's going to have every single card in existence in the form or in the uh, system. You're going to be able to play every single format you're going to be able to draft everything. It's going to do everything that Magic Online does, except it's going to be a free-to-play version, and it's much nicer. There would be literally no reason for anyone to play Magic Online. So they had to say, it's only standard. Don't worry, guys. Your value is still there. It's not true. It's not going to be the case. They can't tell you outright because that would be uh, like pretty much suicide in the eyes of uh, the players. They had to tell you this comforting lie that Magic Online is going to still be there for you, just, you know, don't worry. Play both. You can do it. Don't worry. The value of your cards will still be there. So Magic Online, the future of Magic Online, is probably going to be a, a niche-only, you know, modern uh, vintage legacy kind of thing where all you do is play Constructed, and all it does, all it is is a format for people to, uh, to play competitively and potentially, uh, you know, qualify for the Pro Tour. And for the players who want to do that, it'll be a good format. It'll actually be a good uh, a good platform to do it because the uh, the level of competition will go down because it just won't be there'll be a fraction of the of the number of players interested in that. The value of the cards will be so much lower, so it'll be easier to buy in and actually get the cards that you need to play competitively. That'll be a, a bonus for that. The question is whether or not uh, the player base and the amount of of revenue generated off of Magic Online in that kind of a of a form will justify wizards maintaining the servers and all the resources it takes to continually update the system and keep it keep it running properly 
that remains to be seen. There might it might get to the point where I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but I've heard that uh, Magic Online is one of the like most profitable uh, divisions for Wizards, just because of the fact that you know producing a digital booster doesn't cost you anything other than main the uh, the ongoing resources of like payroll and, and server maintenance. The, there's no printing cost. It's just it is pure profit in a sense. After a certain point, so if if the, the numbers make sense, they'll keep the system going. If not, they'll probably announce that eventually this will shut down and they'll just transition as many players over to Arena as possible. They might offer an incentive. They might do some sort of a uh, you know you get whatever you, your collection is valued at or however long you've been playing, you get a certain number of gems or some sort of in-game currency or something to, to make it so that, hey, transfer your account, come to Arena, you know, come where everyone else is and, and play with us there. And then they'll probably shut down the server at some point in the future. The question is, how is this going to affect store owners? This is to tie it all the way back into, you know, what you probably care about. When Magic Online was first announced, it was kind of like a a stab a little bit at local game stores because again, it was going straight to the consumer essentially, right? You're cutting out distributors and you're covering cutting out the local game store level of the, uh, of the network and going straight to the players. You can't really blame wizards for doing so, but it's, it was kind of rough for a lot of stores because a lot of the players that would have come in and spent money on booster packs on physical cards, playing in events decided to, well, I'm just going to play at home. I'm going to play at home and I don't need to spend money at my local game store. So that was a source of revenue that was kind of taken away. I think Arena's actually going to help because I'm going to guess, again, I'm going to speculate here, that a the vast majority of Arena players are going to spend literally $0 on this game. They're going to grind. They're going to you know play for their daily quests and get their gold, which is the, the free in-game currency. And they're just going to like play casually, in a sense, and just you know do the free-to-play version of the game. What that means is that there's going to be more arena players in general. Like the total, uh, even now, with just open beta, there's probably 10 times as many arena players as there ever were Magic Online players. And you can see this in the the, the streaming uh, quality, the number of people actually watching uh, arena streams versus people who watched Moto streams. There's way more casual interest in this game. It was the same thing with uh, Duels, Duels of the Planeswalkers. There was way, way more casual interest in Duels than there ever was for Magic Online. But this is a good thing for stores, because that actually means that you won't have this... Uh, you know, if you have Magic players that are committed to the game that want to come to your shop, but they also like playing online, they're basically splitting their focus, right? Magic players essentially have a fixed budget, Right? They're only going to spend X number of dollars on their hobby per month, give or take, and it's going to fluctuate, but that's that's basically the number they've got. Before, they were probably, these kinds of players, were, were going to be splitting it, right? They're going to spend uh, 30% on physical cards and then maybe 70% on digital cards. Now, with Arena, what's probably going to happen is almost all of that value is going to shift back to the game store. There's no... Other than a, a handful of players, there's no real reason for you to spend any money on Arena. You can play the game, and if you're patient, you can you know earn a draft like once a week or once every uh, uh, other week, and you don't have to pay for it at all, right? You can draft for free. You can slowly build your collection, and you, you can get there. You can actually enjoy the game and, and have an enjoyable experience with having to spend any money, which was not true with Magic Online. There was no way to play the game without investing, without actually paying to play. Because of that, and because of the eSport friendliness of the game, the fact that it's 
<clears throat> interesting to watch. It's compelling. You know, the it was made like Hearthstone is one of the most popular like card kind of or card type games, digital card games, on on Twitch, and they draw huge crowds because it's an interesting game to watch. Arena took all the good things from Hearthstone. They're still working on it, but they took all the good things from Hearthstone and they implemented it so that I think Wizards, the the new management of Wizards, understands that esports are a thing. People want to watch these kinds of games and it's a growing trend, so they should get in front of it. And you needed a product to actually uh, to do that, to make it worth somebody's uh, efforts to actually tune in and watch a Twitch stream. What I would expect is that in the future, the Pro Tour will probably be hosted online. The, there will be like a special Pro Tour format where players play either some special version of Arena that's only on Arena, and that's how they'll broadcast the Pro Tour. That's what I would guess. Personally, I would, or there may be a separate Pro Tour that's Arena-focused entirely. But Arena is going to be a major push for Wizards in the future. And this is going to create more casual interest in the game. It's not going to draw from players' uh, you know, hobby funds in the same way that Magic Online did. And ultimately, it's going to be great for game store owners. It's going to be great for players in general. And it's going to be awful for the people who hang out on Magic Online, at least in the interim. So, uh, you know, the sky is falling, kind of. You know, that's, a, if that's how you want to take this. If I had any money in Magic Online, I personally would exit the program right now. Unless I was really invested and I really wanted to play Modern, I would sell out. Or gradually sell out. I would I would get out of the game. And I would move over to Magic Online. Or Magic Arena. Partly because it's a great, it's a better experience. And partly because I think the economy is going to crash. It'll bounce back, but it's going to crash in the meantime. And you do not want to be caught holding the bag while you're riding that roller coaster down into uh, to, to rock bottom of the economy. So that's what I think is going to happen for Magic Arena. I think this is basically the beginning of the end for Magic Online. They're not going to maintain it. It's not going to stick around. But that being said, I'm curious as to what you think. This went on for a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. What do you think is going to happen with Magic Online? Do you think they're going to keep it going? Do you think I'm wrong in my assessment? Do you think the value is going to bounce back? Is this a... Is this a bad way of measuring, uh, you know, how healthy the economy is? Like, what's going on? What do you think is going to happen with online? You know, do you think Arena is good? Do you think it's bad? Do you think it's going to actually help your business, hurt your business? Let me know. I'm very curious, and I always appreciate the thoughtful discussion. So I will talk to you in the next episode of the Maniverse Podcast.